What's up, Hyphen, Mississippi? I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks, and I want to welcome you to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about today, where we're headed. Last week, we talked about missing voices. I want to continue that conversation and talk about missing voices, part two, and put the responsibility of some things on you and on me. So I'm excited. Welcome back again. Thanks for joining me. So let's cue the intro and have the conversation. What's up, guys? First, I'd like to say I hope you've had an awesome week, and I want to extend a huge thank you to you all for joining in with me on the podcast today. I believe that the hyphen generation is ready to unlock and experience the greatest revival that this world has ever known. On this podcast, we will focus on preparing, equipping, and empowering hyphen across our nation and world to engage with purpose their great commission. Your time is here and now. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks, and this is the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. What's up, Hyphen Mississippi? What's up, Hyphen Nation? And anyone else who would be willing to give me your ear, I want to say thank you for allowing me the time to do that. I have completely reset my office and my desk and everything else, so I'm sort of getting used to the new setup, but I think I like it. And so I am, again, excited about what we're going to be talking about. Last week we talked about, the last podcast we talked about missing voices as far as what voices I have in my, in my life, what's directing me, how close is that pastoring voice, how close is that seasonal voice in my life, am I listening, am I applying, and, and so on. And so the more I chewed on this idea, the more that I had this in my spirit, the more I felt the responsibility not to just talk about missing voices that I'm supposed to have in my life, but I felt a responsibility to recognize and to translate that, that not only am I supposed to have voices in my life, I'm supposed to be a voice in somebody's life or in in my even my own life. Sometimes I got to speak to myself. Sometimes I have to speak to somebody else. But the point is, is that there are missing voices in our generation. I want to go back to to where we left off this past time, and we were talking about the children of Israel, and we were talking about the re- the the bad report that came in that it was ten verses two, and so out of the twelve, ten leaders said we can't do it, and so I want to focus on what the voice is that I'm supposed to be. Again, we talked about uh, the, the the voices that are in our lives, but I want to talk more reflectively about the voices that I'm supposed to be. Um, whenever we start to look back at that scripture, this is Numbers chapter number 14, verse number 29. I want to read that, 28 and 29. This is after the report has come in. Ten of them say we can't do it. Joshua and Caleb are like, yes, we can, and there's a, there's a tumult. There's, a, there's some strife there. And then the Lord has some punishment for Israel, and he says this, Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in mine ear, so will I do unto you, or do to you, rather. And then verse 29 says, your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole, whole number from according or from 20 years old and upward, 
which have murmured against me. And it really struck a chord in my spirit when I read that age group, 20 years old and upward. In my mind, the majority of hyphen is now encompassed in the whole idea of this 20 years old and up. You may be, depending on how you have your own hyphen group set, I have my hyphen group set around 17, 18. In fact, if you're a senior in high school, you're still in the youth group, but but you are starting in your mind to trans transfer. You're, you're starting to go get across the bridge. And so maybe 18, 19, you, you have hyphen in your hyphen group. But then you hit that 20 mark, and somewhere between 20 and 30, 31, 32, wherever it is your line ends up ending, um, there, there is a – huge group there and they said from 20 years old up you got to stay so now i'm looking at this and i'm saying where were the voices of the hyphen that were speaking out now you got to look at the voices of the hyphen in my in my mind are the strongest the smartest the most powerful they have the most energy they're the most effective in my brain are they overzealous yes do they need some direction yes but are they valuable oh very much so. Can they be the backbone of your church? Absolutely. And so I'm thinking now, where are the voices of the hyphen? Now, we got 10 people saying we can't do it, but where? what about the other 20 to 30-year-olds? What about the other 20 to 32-year-olds that are, that are sitting there and allowing these voices to sound off and sitting there and just receiving those words and taking them as as, as gold as, as what they are but numbers in numbers God is saying well, well since this has happened 20 years old and up you got to die in the wilderness you cannot see the promise you're not going to make uh, it across and so at this moment in time I want to take a pause moment for hyphen that are listening and I want to tell you that your voice matters I don't know what the people sounded like I don't know if they were all ears and then the 10 listen or they listened to all the 10 that said we can't do it and the two just weren't loud enough but I don't know how many hyphen voices it would have taken for Joshua and Caleb to have some back some backup to persuade the people to say you know what maybe maybe these 10 are wrong maybe they're to that 10 there are 10,000 that are saying we can do this so maybe across our nation there are 10 people with a bad report but across our nation there are 10,000 hyphens saying we can take this nation we can take this country we can take this globe because we have a God call on our lives we have a God commission in our lives to go forth and preach and teach the gospel into the uttermost parts of the earth so so maybe you and I should look at each other maybe we should look ourselves in the mirror and maybe we should listen to the voice of God that is telling us we can do this because we are with God and with God all things are possible and so we should shut down the voices that are naysaying that's that are saying this world is lost in sin this world doesn't care this world needs your experience this world needs my experience I've gone through tough times I've gone through struggles and I've had these experiences with God that showed me anything is possible and that showed me that God can do it and I can do it as long as I stay with him. So I want to challenge you to, to replace that void that is in the lives of so many, the missing voice that is there. And I will, I want to encourage you hyphen and anyone else that is listening to put your voice there because your voice matters and your voice can make a difference. 10 of these 12 people's voices made the difference in somebody getting to go and see the promise and somebody living in a wilderness. I'm challenging you hyphen. I'm challenging you listener to look yourself in the mirror and say, we can do this. 
is. And then as you make up your mind and as you begin to build your faith and as you begin to reconnect to that mindset of victory, start to pour that into somebody else so that there's not a missing voice, so that there's not a missing void and or so there's not a void. And so that we, we may connect together as the body of Christ and go forth and do what we are called to do. I, w- I want to go to Matthew chapter number five, verse number 13. This is a very common scripture. We know these scriptures as hyphen. And if you're new to this, you might not. But I, wanna, I want to tell you how Jesus described as we are supposed to be. The scripture reads, Ye are the, si- the salt of the earth, but if the salt had lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So in the idea of God, in the idea of Christ, we are the flavor. You add salt to your fries because what kind of human being are you if you eat fries and you don't put salt on there? That is a problem. Pentecostals, you out there who are listening, if you have chips and you're at Matoros or whatever it is, the place you go to eat your Mexican food across America and you have chips in front of you and you don't salt them, I have issues. I got questions. Can you be saved if you don't have salt on your chips? I don't know the answer to that question. Now, I can't say if you're saved or not. That is between you and the good Lord, but I got some good questions because if you don't have salt on there where is the flavor coming from it's a bland chip and it's a plain chip it's not like we're talking about nachos doritos or 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 frito lays that are dipped in chili cheese or whatever it is that you you like funyuns or whatever this is a plain chip and if you don't put salt on there i got some real questions for you so anyways, I'm just kidding, obviously, but the salt, the, the flavor, we're the flavor, we are the light, we are the reflection of Christ, and how on earth can these people have the experience, excuse me, have the experience of God in their life if you and I are quiet and there are missing voices that should be speaking, we should be witnessing, we should be proclaiming, and we're being quiet because we're busy, because we got our schedules and we got our deals and we got our lives to live. But I want to challenge you to maybe reconnect. I want to challenge myself to take a look around and make sure my life is not taken away from my purpose. They should work hand in hand together. And if they're not, there should be recalculations, recalibrations. There should be some things that change because I am born with a purpose before God found me. I was lost and I had no purpose. But once God found me he gave me purpose and now I have a a purpose to speak I have a purpose to praise I have a purpose to have a voice in somebody's life sometimes I gotta be a voice in my life Sometimes I'm dealing with issues and battles and things and this condemnation or, 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 or guilt or failure comes in my mind and my life. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just wake up and I'm in a battle for no good reason. And sometimes I got to look myself in the face or I got to look at my family, my two daughters, my son, my wife or my hyphen group or my church or my pastor or my parents or my brothers or my cousins or my friends. And I got to look myself in the mirror and say, we're not going to die here. We got people to look after. We got people to help. I got 
to make sure my daughter survived this world. I got to make sure my son grows up as a man. I got to make sure my wife is protected. I got to make sure they know the truth. I got to make sure that, that, that my church and my hyphen and the hyphen of this state and the hyphen of this nation know we can do this. I got to be a voice in the, in the wilderness. I got to be a voice that is, that, that is from God. I, I can't die here. I got to get up. I got to push forward. And then sometimes I got to be that voice for somebody else and tell them, hey, you're going to make it. You're not the first person that's made a mistake. You're not the first person that's found themselves frustrated. You're not the first person that's had these sort of issues. You can do this. Choose you this day who you will serve. But as for me in my house, we will choose to serve the Lord. That is the voice that Joshua sent across the board so that everybody would know Joshua and his house, they will serve the Lord. That was not a missing voice. And the same as he said that then, I say that today, that we, me and you, we should proclaim to the world that as for me and my house, we are serving the Lord. There are still people that believe in the in 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 one God, apostolic uh, uh, baptism, Jesus name baptism rather, that one God, uh, one faith, one baptism. I got a little tongue tied there. There are still people who shout and praise and dance before the Lord because that is what we are called to do. If I can shout at, at, at a sporting event, what 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 happens when I won't shout my praise to to God who is above, who has done all these things in my life? I can't shower praise on my friends. I can't clap for my friends when they receive an award or my daughters when they walk across a graduation stage and, and clap for them for their accomplishments and then not turn around and clap my hands to the Lord who has done so much more, not just for me and them, but, but just in who he is. He create, he is the great creator. He is the author and the finisher. He is the alpha and the omega. How could I not clap my hands and lift my voice? There are still people here that are seeing miraculous things happen. There are still people here that are watching miracles unfold. There are missing voices and people need to hear and know that these things are still happening. God is still making a way. God God is still doing great things, and they need to hear the voice of the children of God say these things and so that they have the opportunity to experience and see. And how will they do that? It will be through your voice and through my voice, and we need to replace the missing voices that are in the world today. Missing voices that should be speaking. I challenge you this day to speak. I just want to end this. We, we're, we're doing pretty good on time. I want to end this with a story. And, and this is my own theory. You can tell me what you think, but this is my very own theory. In Mark chapter number two, verses number three and four, this is a very familiar uh, situation in scripture. But if you don't know it, I want to share it with you. In chapter two, it's, it's about Jesus healing a man with a palsy. And he can't get there himself, so his friends, they, they take him to where Jesus is, but there's a problem. Jesus is so popular, and he's, 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 he's so famous that when he goes into this house, and I don't know whose house it was, but when he goes in, there were so many people that these, these, these people could not get their friend to Jesus, and so they had a thought. They said, you know what we should do, and this is, this is verse number three, I believe. Let me check. It says, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy. Yeah, this is it. And it says, which was born of four. And then in verse number four, it says, and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was 
And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Now, before I tell you the finishing touches of that story, let me ask you this question. Now, I'm talking to a hyphen generation right now. I'm talking to everybody that will listen to me, but but this podcast obviously is called the hyphen podcast, the hyphen weekend podcast. But 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 answer me this question. Whose idea do you think it was? Like, there, let's say there's three or four dudes standing there. Maybe there's a lady around or whatever. And they're sitting there, and they bring their friend to this house. And, and, and they're like, hmm, we can't get in the door. The windows are blocked. What are we going to do? Oh, I have a good idea. Let's climb up on top of the roof. Let's tear the shingles off and punch a hole in the top of the house and lower our friend in the house so that he can get to Jesus. Now, answer this is my question. What age group of people do you think had that idea? Nobody mentions homeowner insurance. Nobody mentions what the owner's going to think about his house when somebody rips the roof off the joint. Nobody talks about that. They're just like, hey, you know what would be a good idea? Let's climb up on top of a house, said no elder ever, and let's go find us some hammers and whatever to rip off whatever we need to rip off and punch a hole through this random stranger. We're not going to even concern ourselves whether he cares or not. Let's punch a hole through his roof. And let our friend down to see Jesus. I got to say, I've gotten a lot better about this. I'm 36 years old. But when I was 20, when I was 18, when I was 25, I had some pretty stupid ideas. For instance, one night, me, my brother, and several of our, of our friends, we went to the train tracks in a certain city. And we said, you know what would be a good idea? Let's jump on this train. And this one guy that was with us said, yeah, I'm going to jump on it. So he jumps on the train. And we said, we're going to meet you in the next city and 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 if it the, the the train speeds up, then we'll just follow you to the next city where it slows down. We live in the country, so the city to city is not long. It's like fifteen minutes before anybody that's not from the city or not from the country begins to wonder. And so we we go to the next city, and we're sitting at this uh, railroad stop, and we hear the train coming, but we notice that the train in the field right before it comes into the small little city starts to pick up speed. It's going. But then all of a sudden it's like, you know, whatever the sound is. I don't have the sound. But anyways, it starts to pick up speed. So in our minds, we're like, you know what? He'll probably just ride to the next town and we'll meet him there. And that's fine. And so we stand there. We're all going to wave at him. Ha ha. We're having a funny time. It's all good. The problem is our friend had already made up his mind. This is where I'm going to get off the train. Because when he, he, when he came into sight, when he came into view, My friend was hanging off the side of the train. The train is going about 40 miles an hour or so, and he's about to let go of this train, thinking he's going to be able to run beside it and gather himself before he lands somehow in his brain. That's the way that was going to work. Now, we're talking about rocks and asphalt and gravel. We're not talking about like in the grassy, soft, drained side. This is on really hard ground. But before we could speak, before we could say, just go, what are you doing? The man does the unthinkable and he lets go of the rail. And the next thing you know, my friend lands on his feet briefly 
And then he hits a roll and starts to tumble. And he rolls and he rolls and he rolls some more. I don't have to tell you the end result because what happened is my friend jumped up and he waved at us. He goes, hey, I'm okay. And then he passes out. And we have to help him get up. And it turns into a night where my friend ended up with I don't know how many stitches in his head. All because we thought it would be a grand idea to jump on the side of a train and ride it for a little while. That is so illegal, I'm pretty sure, and that is so dumb on so many levels. So I can't imagine it was an elder who thought, let's climb up on top of the roof and rip the top of the roof off. You know who I think it was? I think it was some high schoolers. I think it was some hyphen age students or maybe whatever because they had the strength to climb up on top of the roof for one they had the strength to lift up their friend for two they didn't even care about the 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 owner's property they didn't the bible doesn't say that they asked permission they just said forget it we're ripping it off and we're going to tear the roof off we're going to punch a hole in it we're going to let our friend down at all costs we're going to let this happen do you realize, hyphen, that that is how powerful your, your way of thinking is? Not only do you have the, the capacity to think and to believe and to figure out for such a moment as you are created in this time, but you have the ability and the power to do it. They made up their mind. We're going to crawl on top of that roof. We're going we're gonna to rip the top of this roof off. We're going to knock a hole in. We're going to let our friends down. And Jesus is going to touch our friend. And lo and behold, they do this crazy thing where they, they are rewarded for damaging somebody else's property because they pull their friend into, uh, 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 excuse me, they lift their friend onto the roof. They let him down to Jesus. And the Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, hey man, why don't you go ahead and get up? He said, son, thy sins be forgiven. Thy sins be forgiven. Rise up and walk. Get out of here. You, you can either walk out the front door or you can let the friends who, who had the rope that brought you up to begin with drop the rope back down through the roof and you can hold on to the rope with your own strength because of their faith and their power and their voices that would not be missed. They said, we can do this. We are going to see this happen. And they did it. And that is my challenge to you, hyphen of Mississippi, hyphen of the nation, and any other ear that I had this morning or this afternoon. Don't let your voice be missed. Make the impact that you're supposed to make. Let the investments that were invested into your life pay off. God invested himself, robed in flesh to a cross, and died for my sins and yours. There are men and women who have prayed prayers over your life and mine so that I could be successful, so that I wouldn't die when I failed. We can do this. Let your voice be heard, hyphen. Let your voice be heard. Thank you for joining me today for Missing Voices Part 2. I hope to see you next week. We're going to be talking about going with God. Have a great rest of the week, and I'll see you then. God bless. Love you.